This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode, I really wanted to talk about dealing with different setbacks and disappointments. Now, sometimes this can happen at different times in our life um, for a variety of different circumstances. Sometimes it's completely out of our control, and sometimes we play a larger role in it than we'd like to admit. So going through some of these things, I think I've received some really good advice that can be simple advice, but it is pretty important to remember in these situations, depending on what it is. Now, being that it's around February, March time, a lot of people that have set resolutions about certain things, they might be having some setbacks, they might feel like they're going in circles. So I know that I'm hearing that from some of the people in my life, and that's kind of what inspired this episode. And I just wanted to offer my little two cents on it, because I know it's not something that people like to talk about all the time. And, um, Those are topics that I tend to like to dive into on this podcast, so I'm going to go for it. So I think one of the biggest pieces of advice that I have received over the years when it comes to dealing with setbacks, um, regardless of whether you contributed to it or it is someone else's doing, is just to not make it worse. Um, So this can come in a variety of ways. It might be, you know, a relationship, there's a miscommunication. It can be really easy to let the communication become heated and get to a point where everything escalates to a breaking point. Um, But it can sometimes be better to use grounding techniques or like calm down the conversation before it gets to that point. Um, Especially when it comes to close relationships, people that we become very intimate with, people that we become very open with personal details about things, it can be sometimes better to just take a break from it, let things cool off a little bit. And that's why I really feel like grounding techniques are really, really important during these times because disappointments and setbacks can be really, really annoying to deal with. They can be really triggering for some people. It can trigger different uh, addiction type tendencies. It can trigger different depressive and anxiety prone type tendencies with some people. So it's just important to be aware of what your particular processes are and The more aware of them you are, the more better you can address them when these things come up. So that's one example of it. Another example that I use with my dancers is, especially because I work with a lot of performers and um, competitive dancers, is if you're going on stage and you're competing and if something happens where you have a slight slip up, you don't just completely like run off stage, throw your hands down and start crying on stage. You know what I mean? You keep it moving, you keep going and you don't make it worse. Yeah, you try to save it as best you can if you know, like it reminds me that one time Beyonce was performing on stage and she fell down the stairs and she ended up turning it into a sassy hair whip and just kept it moving. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, that was definitely a setback to the performance, but she still made it fierce. So in those times in your life, I think like when you deal with these things, you have to learn from the situations. And um, especially when it comes to a performance aspect, um, this could be in your personal life, 
your work life, anything really, if you're having a particular thing that consistently is um, becoming an issue for you, you can learn from that and prepare for it back the next time a bit better. Um, I know specifically with the arts, you get a, oftentimes that one shot on stage and in life, sometimes there are there are points where you only get that one shot and it can be really, really hard sometimes to deal with the after effects. Maybe you didn't get the score that you want, the job you wanted, the entrance into a school that you wanted to, um, you know, get into, whatever it may be. And dealing with that setback, dealing with that letdown can be really, really um difficult sometimes. So it's best to just not do the things that will make it worse again. Um, Another thing that I wanted to touch on that comes up for me oftentimes because of my personal dietary choices and people in my life being interested about that. I eat a raw vegan diet and have been vegan for 10 years now. So, you know, there are times where people, if they are pursuing a particular diet, whatever it may be, or they're trying to increase their health in any way in their life or they're trying to transform their body, they're trying to stick to a certain regime, whatever it may be. This is something that's very common for people to experience setbacks or different types of course corrections or they go off a little bit and you got to get back on and kind of create that balance, which I've already done a couple episodes on that um, recently about creating more balance in your life. It's it's better to kind of get back on the path that you were on instead of being like, oh, I had one piece of bread and now I'm going to eat, you know, like 10 loaves of it or I'm just going to, you know, go crazy. It can be easy to let it snowball. And the best advice I can give you is just to stop it before it gets worse. Acknowledge it. Be like, okay, I did this. Didn't lead to the best result. I think I knew better than to do that. And I'm just going to, you know, give it a pause here. And that can be difficult, especially when it comes to food, because there are certain foods that are literally more addictive. There are certain foods that trigger certain memories and different experiences for us. And um, it's important to just be aware of what those are for you and find healthier ways of coping with whatever stress you're going through to not indulge in that tendency because in the long term it's really not going to help you get to where you want to go and I think you can learn from those experiences and being like wow I did that and that's not even really what I wanted because sometimes we can go back to certain patterns of behavior or even eating styles because it's comforting to us there are certain behavior patterns that might be comforting not necessarily because they're good for us or they even bring us any type of comfort but what it does is it brings us back to a place where we felt more in control of things in some way and you know I've spoken about the aspect of control and the construct of control and how really we don't have control over things in our lives. It is really, we have, there are many things that we have a lot of influence over with our decision making, but for the most part, we really are out of control of a lot of things. And when you practice kind of cultivating that mindset of being like, I have influence over my emotions, I have influence over these things in my life, that is actually more empowering to help you be on a healthier path and a healthier mindset towards things because you realize that there are so many different variables that are not within your ability to have influence over. So 
focusing on what you can do is really important. And diet's something that's really sensitive for a lot of people. I know probably around this time, if anybody has been trying to stick to anything, there's a lot of temptations with holidays and um, even with a lot of people leading up to Easter are going to be doing Lent and like, you know, renouncing certain things, certain um, certain foods, certain behaviors, certain whatever. So during that time, it's really important to remember why you started as well. That's another piece of advice that's been really important for me um, as well. And this can, again, go back to the relationship piece, the dance piece. You know, remember why you're starting this. You want to be doing things for the right reasons. And if you are getting into something with a good intention and you know why you're starting Um, You know, I've done a whole podcast episode about healthy reasons to be having a relationship. So, you know, that might be something that you want to reconnect with. If you're in a relationship with a particular person, why are you getting into it? And why did you start? What motivated you to want to continue being with this person, etc.? When you are going on stage as a performer, especially at a competition, and you might not be totally snazzed with the result that you get, remember why you went there. Yeah, oftentimes competitive dance can really take a turn for the worse when you end up competing against the other people rather than competing against yourself and your previous performances and really focusing on improving that. The benefit of competition is that everybody who's coming to that competition is hopefully also bringing their A game and doing the absolute best that they can. So that's what makes it really, you know, it just puts you on that other level where you're like, okay, I know everybody else is going to be bringing their absolute best. So I want to do that as well and it pushes you to strive for better and that really has to be the focus so reconnecting with that piece of it Um, when it comes back to diet also you know there can be a lot of times where people forget why did you start this diet and I think it's really important when you decide to make a lifestyle change to be clear about why you're doing it I know You know, being that I've been vegan for 10 years, there are obviously a lot of health issues that I dealt with that I've spoken about um, in regards to my digestion. And that was like a huge influencing factor as as to why I wanted to pursue a vegan lifestyle and it made sense for my lifestyle. I don't necessarily think it is the perfect diet for everybody. I think it is a very ideal way of living and it does take a lot of energy and a lot of effort to make it work if it's important to you, just like anything in life. However, the benefits really outweigh any of the struggle for me personally. And I think even though I got into it for more of the health reasons, the ethical and the um you know, other aspects to it are really, really important as well. I I really love that I contribute to a lifestyle that does not, you know, um, lead to environmental damage in the same way that how I used to consume food did. And as well, it's not killing the innocent lives of animals that, you know, really don't need to be passing on and um, being slaughtered for food that is contributing to chronic degenerative disease. So my perspective on things is probably a little bit different than most people. And I think it's kind of the same thing. It's like when I started coming to the vegan lifestyle, I was like, I didn't want to be contributing to things getting worse. And I saw that contributing to environmental damage and environmental problems relating to, you know, cutting down forests so that these companies could build more 
land to grow cows and cattle for slaughter. Like, you know, I think that's one thing that can be really triggering for people when they're wanting to eat more plant-based and why people can be so adverse to learning about veganism because they're like, oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know everything that I'm contributing to because it brings up a lot of guilt in people. And they're like, wow, I've been contributing to this for such a long time. And it can feel like they've been contributing to a setback. It feels like a setback in their life in the sense that it's difficult to come to terms with that. And the change that they would have to make or feel inclined to make requires such a catastrophic shift for them that it's almost easier to contribute to just like keeping things the way they are and not really making that positive change. But when you come at things with a mindset of like, okay, wow, I might've been going down this path for a long time, but I really don't want to anymore. That's where you can grow from those experiences and stop contributing to the problem and and really make things better in your life. And it's a really conscious decision that you have to make. Another example that I wanted to touch on is, you know, when it comes to physical health and um, really taking care of your body, I know a lot of people do their best, especially in San Diego. It's a very active city. The weather really does contribute to people being able to exercise on a more regular basis, especially get outdoors, enjoy hiking. There's plenty of yoga studios. There's plenty of fitness gyms for whatever people have their interest in. And a lot of people can sometimes experience setbacks in their their physical health or like taking care of their fitness. And they'll be like, oh, like I was going to the gym for a while and then like, you know, life happened and I didn't go for like three weeks or something. And it happens. Just realize what are the contributing factors that are, you know, kind of look at it really objectively. What's contributing to you not being able to do this? Maybe you're traveling a lot for work. Maybe you have children that have had a lot of activities going on. Maybe you've had to go on vacations or whatever it is. Or maybe it is just you're being lazy and you need to put down your phone and stop scrolling through social media and really give yourself that time to have that time to exercise, to practice meditation, to do these things that take care of your mental and physical health. Because I think there's definitely a really strong component of physical exercise that does contribute to mental health and feeling more mentally stable. You know, people talk about this all the time as far as like it releases endorphins and all this, you know, it just it helps you feel a little bit more balanced. And I think for most people, when they do a moderate amount of exercise on a regular basis, their general sense of well-being increases. So if you have been taking a break or you know, not really feeling motivated to exercise for whatever reason, I would say just get back at it. Do what you can. Maybe you're dealing with an injury and it's making it more difficult. And that's been a setback. I know I've had a couple friends in my life recently that have dealt with pretty serious injuries that have kept them from being able to pursue and continue going down a path of achieving certain milestones in their fitness that is really, really hard for them to deal with. And, you know, it's important to be supportive towards those people in your life. And, you know, because it happens to all of us and especially working in performing arts industries, you know, I've had my fair share of injuries and I understand how frustrating it is when you just want to be able to perform at your best and do all these things and you end up dealing with this injury due to overuse, you know, like incorrect training, whatever it is. Um, you know, and sometimes things just happen, you know, it's, it's out of your control. But the thing that you can do is instead of, you know, 
either not doing anything when it comes to fitness or ignoring the injury and overdoing it. It's like give yourself the proper time to rest, ice it, take whatever time you need, do the physical therapy, like give yourself whatever you need during that time so that you can get better. And, you know, if you have taken a longer break from things due to maybe more um, just overall laziness, like put yourself back in the game and start doing what you can. And you might not be able to jump back to exactly the fitness level you were at. However, you can find a way to gradually get back to that place and do some exercises that are maybe you're lifting less weight. Maybe you're not on the, you know, exercise machines or whatever you're doing. Maybe you're not running as many miles. Maybe you're taking your pace a little bit slower and you're building back up to that place. But you want to do something that is moving you towards that and to not make things worse. Because if you don't end up exercising or you kind of, you know, quote unquote, let yourself go, you're going to have some other issues that may happen. You know, if you go back to eating um, something that you don't normally eat, it doesn't mean you have to continue to be like, oh, like I feel so bad about myself. Like oftentimes the guilt tripping can really be. Um, a huge factor into like limiting your ability to move forward because if you're constantly guilting yourself like oh god I ate this or that and you know I, I feel so bad about it and then you start berating yourself and then that like kind of leads into this downward spiral then you're gonna feel more inclined to kind of even though you know those things are bad for you like kind of keep contributing to those habits and being like man like I don't know, you'll find other reasons why you just don't like yourself or whatever. And it's important to affirm yourself and find ways that you really love and appreciate yourself. That way you don't get sucked down into those habits as easily. And you can be like, okay, you know what? I'm human. I made a mistake. I might have even consciously made a mistake. I might have even known this is bad for me and I did it anyways. But I am going to make the switch right now and, you know, be honest with myself that I know this isn't something that's good for me and I'm going to go back to doing what I know works because that is going to get me closer to my goals and that is why I want to be, you know, pursuing, you know, this change is because I want to move towards the goals that I have in my life. And, um, you know, Everybody deals with things like this in their life, regardless of whatever it is. It could be in a personal relationships, it could be business, it could be interpersonal, it could be health related, whatever it is. Whatever your particular setback you're facing in your life could be, you know, just be aware of that. I think also when it comes to things like, you know, financial setbacks as well, re take a look at your spending habits, take a look at your budgeting and maybe tighten that up a little bit for a while until you can figure things out. And also, you know, prioritize saving that way when a rainy day comes or when different situations happen, you have some, you know, something to work with instead of feeling completely, you know, um, out of any resources to work with. So it's important to, when things are going well, to use the time that you have to create those healthy habits. When you are in a state of health, maximize that. Yeah. Like make the most out of it. You know, and that's that's another thing I think, you know, obviously whatever age you're at listening to this, there's always a way to be the best at whatever age you're at. However, I do think there are some benefits to using the time when you're younger to your advantage. And I just want to encourage any younger listeners that I have, you know, if you're teenage, high school, early 20s, even in your 20s, 30s, you know, there's things that are available to you. And I think there are a lot of paths that people can go on that can 
either be a huge hindrance to their health or that can be a really, really uh, positive contributor to their health later on in life. Um, I do have to say one of the most grateful things that I am grateful for, uh, one of the <laughs> one of the things I am most grateful for, I'll just rephrase that, is that I did not consume alcohol, you know, for the 20s up until how, you know, old I am now and stuff. So I didn't um, drink alcohol and I'm really grateful for that because it made me have a social circle of people that also do not consume alcohol and it allowed me to really make a lot of great memories with people that also are on that same track in their lifestyle. And I think that that is a huge component. I think when you're able to use your youth in a way to kind of set yourself up for positive habits later on in life, it is great. And although there are a lot of things about being young where you just kind of think, oh, I'm going to live forever, like I don't have to worry about any health issues, that really isn't the case. And I'm not saying that to scare people, but you do want to take into consideration that as you get older, there are a few more aches and pains. There are, you know, increased health challenges to a certain extent, and you want to be doing your best at every age that you can. So, you know, in regards to that, it will feel like setbacks. It will feel like, oh, I can't really, you know, do this or that that I used to be able to do when I'm younger or when I was younger, for example. And I think there's always ways to find uh, routes around that to support your highest level of health. Um, and that's really individual for each person. But I would say don't create unnecessary setbacks just due to being unconscious about what type of media you're consuming, what type of lifestyle you are allowing to um, really be absorbed into your being, you know, that comes from what you're looking at, what you're listening to, what kind of environments you're in, what type of foods you're eating, what type of people you keep in your life. You know, that all influences your life and you want to bring high quality individuals into your life that will also help you during those times if you have setbacks. You want to have people in your life that are going to be supportive towards you, not kind of drive you down those paths of making things worse. And I can understand that it's difficult to kind of cut people out or limit your um, interaction with people that are contributing to you maybe feeling a certain way or interacting in life in a certain way. Maybe these people you've known for a really long time and, you know, they've become really just foundational in your social circle and it's difficult to think like wow like what would my life be like without them you have to realize there's also a lot of other people out there that are on the same path and that are maybe also trying to improve their lifestyle and find different solutions and I have to say for the friends that I have a lot of us found each other when we were on that path with one another so you know have faith that something else great will come along nothing replaces any past friendships or relationships that we have in our life but other things can come along that are great and when you kind of deal with setbacks in such a way that you don't make things worse and you do your best to improve the situation and not contribute to different tensions or different triggers um increasing then I think you can have more availability in the time that you have to maximize that to your advantage and get the most out of it rather than squander it um, and, you know, make it worse in a sense. So, and I think also going back to the grounding techniques, I think it's really important to have something like a meditative practice, something that kind of just calms you down and allows you to get at a more functional 
state because if you are at an increased emotional, heightened emotional state, then it can be a little bit more difficult to sometimes navigate decision making. And that can also be if you're in more of a low emotional state. Maybe if you're in, you know, depression, that's kind of like more on the lower end of the spectrum or like intense joy, intense uh, stress or like happiness. Like these can be things that are all along kind of like the spectrum. And they all have a lot of different facets to them as well. So when you're going through these processes, it's important to kind of like assess where you're at and like what you can do to get yourself out of that state to a more place of balance where you're able to think clearly and make a decision that's going to be a positive one for you in the long term. And I understand that when some particular setbacks hit, it can be you know, a very short-term type thinking can sometimes enter our psychology when we're just like, oh, like, I'm just going to do this now. Like, I just want to feel good now, or I just want to go back to something that felt comfortable or whatever. It can end up leading towards other problems. You know, it can exacerbate the issue. And then you have all this other stuff going on. You're just like, oh gosh, now I got a whole new bag of problems to deal with just because you didn't kind of cut out that variable when you might have not realized that you could have. And in a sense, I feel like most people can relate to this in one or two or maybe more aspects of their life that they can think of a couple situations where they were like, yeah, in that situation, I could have done this or that. And it's not to look back on your mistakes and like be hard on yourself. But I think the benefit that we have of hindsight is that we can learn from those things and not make the same habits happen. So I guess my biggest advice for you in this is not only to add on to what advice has been given to me in regards to not making things worse and um, really taking time to prioritize why you're doing things, remember why you're doing things in your life, is to actually take the next step, which is really look at the things in your life that you feel like you maybe are experiencing a subconscious or very conscious setback in. And what's contributing to that and what you can do to start to turn those habits around. What's a simple act you can do? What's a more aggressive act you can do? And what's a really, really, um, you know, direct act that you can take that would be a huge step for you in a positive direction? Um, And you can take those as steps and move towards that in whatever type of timeline you want. Set a timeline on it as far as what you want to do. You know, if you haven't talked with a friend in a while, get that on the calendar. If you haven't done a fitness class in a while, get that on the calendar. Um, If you haven't talked to someone that you really care about in a long time because of, you know, there being some type of an argument or some type of a, um, you know, a setback in regards to any type of communication that was going on, find a way to work through it if it's important to you, you know? life's too short to really be holding intense grudges towards people. So I think whatever amount of forgiveness you can give, especially to yourself during setbacks, is really important. And it also is such an important tool for allowing you to move forward in your life and get back on the path that is absolutely going to be the best for your success in your life. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. 
If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.